if you know what problems in your business you want solved, you know what value you're able to offer, and you have a clear goal of what you're wanting to achieve. So you don't need to get locked in that that goal is going to be 100% achieved that night because that person could connect you with another person. But you need to be able to address what the goal is and start making conversations about it to give that goal life. Welcome to the Connect Her podcast for female entrepreneurs that are ready to level up personally and professionally. Here at Connector, we believe you are always one connection away from your next life-changing opportunity. So buckle on up and join us as we connect you with the most sought-after experts Experts who will be sharing their exact strategies and experiences that helped them reach success. We're your hosts, Sam Conway and Rachel Haig. We are the brains behind Connector, which is not your typical boring pitch fest networking community. And we have transformed the lives of over 10,000 women through events, mentorship, and of course, connections. Let's dive in. Can I get a boo? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, connectors, welcome back to another episode. And guess what? It is your girl, Sam Conaway, here for a solo dolo episode. So I hope you are ready to rock and roll because we're going to be talking about all things networking. And let me tell you, if you are an introvert like me, networking events can feel absolutely terrifying. Or maybe you're an extrovert, maybe you are the hype girl of the party. And networking events sometimes can be like where you recharge. I love that for you. We're going to talk about some skill sets. I'm going to paint you a blueprint from start to finish of how to level up your networking. We're going to talk about critical skills that can significantly impact your professional journey and your personal life. And this is what we like to call the art of networking. So tell me this. Have you ever heard the term, your network is your net worth? Or maybe you've heard, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I guarantee wherever you are, either at the gym, driving your car, walking your dog, doing the dishes, I don't know, but you might be nodding your head yes. And it's because networking is not just about exchanging business cards at an event. It's about creating an authentic, long-lasting relationship that actually has the ability to change the course of your life and your career. So today what we're going to do is I'm going to walk you through four tips on how to level up your networking skills and build real meaningful connections that could help transform your life, okay? So if you do have a mental pen and paper, go ahead and get it out. Or just make sure you listen closely. And my only goal for you today is to take action on one thing that you learn. I'm going to dump a bunch of strategy into your next networking event that you can walk in and you can have an entire list of things to do. However, what I want you to do is take action on one thing, maybe two, maybe three, if you can, the next time you go to a networking event. And I guarantee this is going to help support and build amazing connections for you. Okay. So we have met so many people, so many people that have literally 
helped support us in our business, given us a ton of referral clients, helped reshape the way that we run our business model, helped us with client success, helped us with backend system because of the strategy that I'm going to share with you today. So I want you to lean in. Maybe you're doing half of these. Maybe you're doing none of these. Maybe you go to some networking events. Maybe you've never even been to one. Don't worry. You're going to learn something today. So let's go ahead and dive on in. Tip number one, before you even attend the event, here is what I need you to do. Networking events can be a little bit intimidating for some of y'all if you're anything like me. So what we're going to talk about in this first tip is all about how you can set yourself up for success and overcome any sort of challenges about getting to the event. A lot of times when women come to our personal events, they tell us it took a lot to get here, or I was scared, or something along those lines, but then they're so happy that they came. So I want you to think about an event that you went to that maybe you didn't want to or you're on the edge of, then all of a sudden when you did go, it was like, thank goodness, because I met this one person, I met my next best friend, I met my business partner, I met my mentor, I met my next client, whatever that looks like, okay? So before you go, Here's what we got to do. First, we got to set clear intentions. We need to know what we're going for. So before attending an event or even reaching out to someone or anything like that, I want you to know what are the clear goals that you want to achieve? Is that in your business? Are you looking for a collaboration partner? What is one clear goal or two clear goals that you want to achieve? And this is going to give your effort direction. So you're putting in all this energy into coming to the event. But if you have 10 million things on your mind and you don't have a clear objective, then what's going to happen is you might be a little bit confused when you leave. And it's okay to be open to what possibilities and opportunities are potentially at the event. But it's even more powerful if you know what problems in your business you want solved you know what value you're able to offer, and you have a clear goal of what you're wanting to achieve. So you don't need to get locked in that that goal is going to be 100% achieved that night because that person could connect you with another person, but you need to be able to address what the goal is and start making conversations about it to give that goal life, to give that magnetic energy around that goal. So problem number one before you go to an event is going with too much on your mind and not having clear intentions. So we need to solve that problem. Next is your elevator pitch. You need to have a concise, engaging elevator pitch ready. So what's an elevator pitch? Well, in uh, 60 seconds or less, you should be able to convey to someone who you are, what problem you solve, and who that problem solves for. So who is your ideal client? What result or problem do you solve? And who the heck are you in your business? Okay, so you have one minute to kind of formulate that. And if it does take you 10 minutes to explain, then that is a problem. And if you practice, I would recommend calling up a friend and saying, hey, does this make sense? And if they ask you questions like, no, I have zero idea what you do, that's a problem. Okay. So in one minute, you should be able to explain who you are, what problem you solve, and who you solve that problem for. So for example, hey, my name is Sam. I am the co-founder of a business called Connector. It's for female entrepreneurs and we help build real relationships and connections through networking. If you can do it in 10 seconds, that's cool too, okay? Next, we have to start small. If large networking events make you a little bit nervous, 
Don't worry, start small or just do one-on-one coffee meetups. You don't have to go balls to the walls. Excuse my language there, but balls to the walls. And so it's really a great way to just practice your networking skills. So if you're a little bit intimidated by big events, that's 100% okay. You can work up to the big ones. You can just do some one-on-ones, like send people messages online that you feel you're connecting well with, maybe small group events, and then work your way into large ones. So it's okay to kind of have that stepping stone, but I would recommend trying all three because we get a ton of value in one-on-one coffee meetings. We get a ton of value in small gatherings and we get a ton of value in large networking events. And sometimes even the large ones, it can be a little bit too messy that we don't get as much value as a smaller one. So I recommend do trying each type of event style. There's just something so powerful about that in-person connection time with how much digital age that we're in right now. So if you can get in front of the right person, ask the right questions, talk about the right conversation, and and you're able to do that in an in-person setting, there's such a valuable experience there. Next, we have quality over quantity. So what I mean by that is networking is all about quality. It's not about how many people you meet. It's about the value of the conversations that you have. You do not want shallow conversations talking about the weather, talking about their shoes, talking about their hair. You want to have deep conversations. And sometimes that is built by only going to a large event, but only talking to one person the entire time. That happened to me. One of the very first networking events that I ever went to, one of the speakers, he was on stage and I really wanted to get to know this speaker. And so I actually went up to the assistant of that speaker and there was probably, you know, 50 multimillionaires in that room. I could have talked to anyone. I could have bounced around. And what happened was I really wanted to get to know the speaker. I had a specific goal in mind of where I could see that relationship and business relationship ending up. And so I got to know to the assistant because people were flocking that speaker after. And what happened was I spent the entire time talking to that assistant. And by the end of the night, the assistant introduced me to that speaker saying, hey, I just met this awesome chick. Her name is Sam. And she does this, this, and this. Here's all of her achievements. Here's all of the stuff. Here's all of the problems we can work through. And um, we should all grab dinner together. So now all of the people that that speaker had met at the event was just more of like that fan to speaker. He was like signing and taking photos and things like that. But for me, I got an introduction. I was the one he was being introduced to. And so now we all got to go to dinner and it was a huge, huge relationship that changed the trajectory of where I ended up in entrepreneurship. So that is really cool. And that is one way to also look at it because again, it was a bunch of millionaires there and I could have gone around to any of them and I probably still would have had great outcomes. However, I had a goal. I knew where I wanted to go and I knew exactly what my mission was. And so I was the one that got to be introduced to. Okay. So number five is practice a couple icebreakers, right? It can be intimidating to walk into a room full of people, especially if you're like me and you like to be fashionably late. What happens is you don't really know what conversation to hop into. A lot of networking events, they don't do it well. (laughs) They don't do it well because what happens is 
they don't know how to get people to mix and mingle or to break the ice with one another. And so oftentimes you go to like this bar and it's just a bunch of people talking to each other for two hours long. You don't really switch it up ever or have those icebreakers. So you have to come with your own icebreakers and be ready to enter into a conversation. Now that may feel a little forceful, but I recommend trying it out and forcing yourself to kind of step in and break the ice and get yourself in those conversations because what happens is if you stay stuck in something you, you kind of you're not vibing with, you got to be able to kind of remove yourself. So a couple things that I'll do for that is if I want to break the ice, you know, you can go straight in for the handshake. What's your name? You know, give a compliment, walk by and say, oh, my goodness, I love your shoes. Where did you get them? And then start the conversation that way. You can always say, where are you from? Things like that. Questions. You can always be funny, too. If you're a funny person, make a joke about something, you know. You could always pretend to trip and fall a little bit or stumble and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so clumsy. Anyways, what's your name? You know, you could do fun stuff like that. And then if you want to exit a conversation respectfully, one way is say, oh, guys, I'm going to go use the restroom real quick. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Not like I'm going to come back. Just say, I hope you guys, you know, have a great conversation. The restroom is my number one out of conversations. And it's not because I'm, I don't like talking to people, certain people. It's just because sometimes I need a break. I need a mental break. I need to recharge for a second or the conversation, you know, I kind of don't see how it could be a great fit. Okay. So restroom is a great one. You could always just, you know, say, okay, well, it was so great to meet you. I'm going to go mix and mingle with some other people. And that's exactly what's going to happen. So that's a respectful way to kind of um, remove yourself from the conversation if need be. So that was a lot of information. And that was only tip Number one, we talked about what to do before you go to the event. And that's one, setting clear intentions. Two, practicing your elevator pitch, making that 60 seconds or less. Three, starting small or starting with different styles of event, whether that's large, one-on-one, or medium-smaller events. Four is quality over quantity. Don't be afraid to just connect with one single person and don't get overwhelmed by how many people are there. And then five is practice your icebreakers and practice your way out of conversations if you need to. Let's dive into number two. And this is what to actually do at a networking event. So before you go, that's all your tips. Now we're at the actual event. And it is crucial to understand the fundamentals of networking. These are going to be your building blocks that can make this a lot more effective for you. So starting with number one, we are going to be as authentic as possible. And I'll tell you why. In reality, this energy that you bring when you are 100% showing up as you is magnetic. You are a magnet to the right people. Rachel says this all the time. I absolutely love it. And you can never say the wrong thing to the right person. So imagine you walking into an event and you are trying to be someone else. You are trying to pretend that you are this person when you are not. And you put on a facade. What happens with that facade is now you're not attracting what is meant for you and what is yours. So you need to let your personality shine. Let what you may think are flaws or what you may think need to be self-conscious about, just go ahead and throw that out the window and just know you being you is 100% enough and you are going to attract the people that are meant for you. So before you walk into an event, I want you to repeat that. Whoever is here that is meant for me, I will meet by being myself, okay? It's powerful, it is. Write it down if you need to. Number two is active listening. 
So I'm sure a lot of you have heard the book or read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And if you haven't read that or heard of that book, I recommend reading it. I recommend anybody. That was actually the first personal development book I've ever read. And what's powerful about it is it really talks a lot about what active listening really means. And when you're networking, you don't want to just focus on what you're going to say next. Instead, what you want to do is practice to active listen. I know there's so many of us that are just listening to someone speak and we're like, I can't wait to give them a tip on this. I can't wait to do this. But actually genuinely showing that you care about what they are saying and asking them questions is going to make that person feel so valued and important to you or by you. Even if you don't talk about yourself all in that conversation and they really got to share about their problems, about their goals, about all of that. They're going to walk away feeling like that was the best conversation ever. And they are going to feel trust with you, connection with you, and things like that. Okay. So, what we want is to really make sure somebody feels that connection with you. And they're going to feel that if you have that active listening skill. So, there's a time where you listen, and then there's a time when you share. So, next, when you're sharing, you want to come and enter in with value. So, this is tip number three on what to do at a networking event. And the third one is provide value. So, be willing to go out of your way and help others without expecting an immediate return. And when you are a giver, you're going to create a sense of goodwill and trust. And you're going to really create this abundance mindset within yourself. When you provide value, when you think of ways that you can really support people without taking their credit cards, without trying to get, 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 figure out how you can give. And it always comes back tenfold, okay? It really, really does. So to sum up those last three tips, what to do at a networking event is first, be yourself because you're going to attract the people that are meant for you. Second is to active listen and make sure that you are not trying to speak over them or you're not listening just so that you can speak. And the number three is to provide value and make sure that you're able to help others first. Next, we're going to talk about how to nurture your relationships. So we just went through what to do before you go to a networking event. Next, we talked about what to do when you're at a networking event. Now, this is going to be about how to nurture the people that you met at the actual event. And this is the most important. So when you go home, you're driving home and you've already done the last two steps, you showed up and you provided value, you connected with new people, you exchange card information. Now let's talk about how to nurture these relationships. First is the follow-up. My goodness, I cannot tell you how many times I have shown up to an event and met dozens of amazing people and have followed up with zero of them. Zero. You know how many amazing conversations I had? And I just got overwhelmed. I got overwhelmed. Okay. So you can do a follow-up process. You can put them all in a spreadsheet. You can put them in a networking journal somewhere where you have almost like a CRM of networking events, people that you meet. Because far too often we meet people, we exchange contact information, and then we never follow up. So you don't want to let those valuable connections grow cold. You want to send a follow-up message directly after. 
You can get coffee if you feel that fits. You can book a call with them. You can just check in to see how they're doing. And you want to be consistent with your communication. Set reminders and follow-ups for birthdays or their important information they shared with you because this consistency is what keeps connections alive. And if you want to be a master networker and a real super connector, And super connector, what that phrase means is that you connect people to each other. So when you can connect Sally, who is a real estate agent with Susan, who is looking for a house and you just partner them up for a deal, what happens is they are very, first of all, grateful for you. And as long as that relationship lives on, they're going to remember you in it, which is why they're going to want to give you whatever support that you will need eventually down the road. This is how things come back tenfold. Or they could give you a percentage of that deal. They could give you, hey, here's 5% of the deal we just closed. Thank you for that connection because they never would have made that connection without you. So that's what it means to be a super connector and to be a real super connector and a master networker what you need to do is have a personal one-on-one follow-up. So you want to do that with everybody. Sit down. I know it's overwhelming. It's a lot. But I guarantee if you just sit down, pull out the business cards, pull up the Instagrams, pull out everything, the emails, and just get that all out there, put them into a little CRM, it's going to be worth it. Number two of how to nurture these relationships is social media. Social media is so powerful because you can engage, you can comment on their posts, you can tag them in photos, and you can message them whenever something resonates. So let's say you're flipping through their stories, just support them. Be like, yeah, you go, girl, or something like that where you're engaging with their content because now you're staying top of mind and you don't have to constantly reach out over a text and say, hey, how are you every you know week? Now you can stay top of mind on social media when they post their kid's birthday and you say, how cute. You know, something that makes them feel supported or you can say, oh, my gosh, my kid just turned uh, one years old, too. Like, that's amazing. How are you feeling? Things like that, that. You can find that common ground with. So make sure you have that social media presence, too. And then again, make sure you give before you ask, offer help whenever you can. If you can see an opportunity to assist someone in your network, do not hesitate. So we talked about at the event how to lead with value. And that could be being a super connector. That could be saying, hey, let's hop on a call and I can help you um, fix your backend system on this. And now after to continue nurturing relationships, then you can still make sure you give before you ask and continue your relationship that way with anybody that you meet. So it's a great way to really strengthen that bond. And then the last one is be real about your problem. So on the flip side of things, don't be afraid to ask for help as well. We like to give normally three times before we do an ask. And there's no magic rule. There's no magic number. That's just something that we kind of came up with is how can we give three times before we ever ask? And maybe we don't need to ask on the fourth time. Maybe it's the eighth time. Maybe it's the second time. Maybe it's the 22nd time. But we do like to make the three the minimum. And people are way more willing to help when you ask them. And you be real and you be vulnerable with them. So if there is something that comes up for you, then uh, don't be afraid to, hey, let me reach out to someone in my network and really connect and see if I can get that problem solved. Okay, cool. So what we did here is we talked all about how to nurture your relationships. To sum that up is one, make sure you're following up with them because way too often we go to an event and we don't follow up with anybody. Second, we engage, comment on their posts, be social on social media. Just be a big cheerleader for them because people love that. 
three, make sure you give. Give before you ask. If you must, give three times before you ask once. And then four, be real about your problems. When it does come time for you to ask for something, don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. Be vulnerable and people are going to be very willing to support you, especially if you have done all of the following above and you have really stayed in consistent communication. Okay, number four is optimize your social presence. So we have talked about what to do before you go to a networking event. We talked about what to do when you're at a networking event. We have talked about how to follow up and nurture relationships once you leave a networking event. And now we're going to talk about how to optimize yourself when you are going in between networking events. So what you want to do is really set yourself up for success by making sure you look as professional online as you do offline. So what do I mean by that? Well, you want to optimize your social profiles. You want to make sure all of your social profiles look actually pretty similar. You want the same photo. You want to talk about what's your Instagram bio. Doesn't say uh, one thing on Facebook that it does on Twitter, that it does on Instagram, that it does on LinkedIn. Make sure those are all similar and they showcase your skills, your experience, your achievements, your testimonials. Make sure people can see and know what it is that you do. Because even though you met someone for five seconds at an event, don't feel like they're going to remember you 10 days from now or even three years from now. But if they can remember your face and they go to your profile and they know exactly what you do, they can see that you have created results. What they're going to then start to realize is they can connect you with people. They want to reach out to you whenever they have a problem that you solve and they could be your ideal client one day. So optimize your social presence. And then when you're doing that, make sure you're showing up regularly with your content. So what I mean by that is make a commitment to yourself. I'm going to post once a week. Maybe that's four times a week. Maybe it's five times a week. Whatever that weekly amount is for you, make sure you're just doing it consistently. And one of the ways that you can do that is what Rachel likes to call educate, inspire, and entertain your audience. So there's three ways in this. Educate them. And that is you showcasing your skill set. So give them, you know, some sort of tips or how to's inspire them. You can inspire them through testimonials. You can inspire them through motivation. You can inspire them through your story and then entertain your audience. There's lots of fun things that you can do, whether that is making goofy videos, whether that is making really cool videos, whatever that looks like, you want to entertain them as well. So we have talked about a lot of things today, starting from what to do at an event, what to do before you go to an event, how to nurture your relationships after an event, and how to optimize your social presence so that way people can remember you years from now or months down the road because someone eventually in your network is going to need support from you, have a question for you, or have a referral for you. So if you have all of those four pieces working together, what's going to happen is you are going to become a master networker. And the power of networking lies in its ability to create opportunities and lasting friendships. So in conclusion, remember that networking is a skill that can be learned and refined. This does not have to be perfect. Again, I promised you and I told you at the very beginning, you will get results from this. And I give you an action step of just starting with one thing. What is one thing? Maybe that's just showing up to the event. Maybe that's just practicing your elevator pitch. One thing that you can do at your next event 
that is going to help you become a better networker. So thank you so much for tuning into this solo episode of the Connector Podcast. I hope you have gained valuable insight on the art of networking. Tell me in my DMs what your favorite tip was, what you implemented, who you met. Give me some of your success stories. It lights me up. I get so excited. And remember, your network is your net worth. So keep building those meaningful connections. Until next time, keep growing, keep building, and keep succeeding. I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Connect Her podcast. We are your hosts, Sam and Rach. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to show your support, make sure to connect your friends with your favorite episode, leave a review, and download that favorite episode for later. And remember, you're always one connection away. We'll catch you in the next episode.